you've got some questions. Go to go! You're feeling stressed, man. Go to go! Put on your GPS and go to go! Under the dirt, something is glistening. Download and listen to Tia, Katie, Chris, and Kirsten. You should go to go! Welcome back to another archive episode of the Go Dig a Hole podcast. We're kicking off 2021 with a look back as we keep digging into the early episodes from before we went independent. We took a hiatus to write and research some new episodes, and we'll have more coming your way in 2021. This episode is actually a collection of three episodes about a very special field school for high school students called American Foreign Academic Research, or AFAR. I was involved with them as a supervisor from 2014 to 2016. At the time, AFAR offered a high school program on Maya archaeology in Belize that included many aspects of field and lab work and gave students a chance to present their work at academic conferences like Chakmul, Maya at the Playa, Maya at the Lago, and the European Maya Conference, to name a few. AFAR has since expanded to offer middle school through high school programs in Belize, Greece, Spain, and Portugal, with a break in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. Check them out at goafar.org. That's G-O-A-F-A-R.org. I've spent every summer for the past three years working with this program down in Belize, where we've been working on Maya sites. And so this past summer was no different I was down there working on a site called Cajal Petch. It means the place of ticks. Uh, I only found a couple ticks. I thought there would be more. But uh, the first segment here, I'm talking to Matt Saunders, who's the director of AFAR, and he has some really awesome things to share about his own background and where the project began and how it got to where it is now and also some really exciting future directions so here we go we're here with matt saunders the director of afar and matt how about you introduce the afar program uh american foreign academic research tell me how'd you get this thing started and what is it okay uh well afar stands for american foreign academic research uh, which really never gets used anymore. Everybody just knows it as AFAR. And AFAR was formed in 2007, and that was a year after we uh, took our first group of four students, high school students, to Belize uh, to work with the Belize Valley Archaeological Reconnaissance Project. And uh, shortly after we did that, I found that there was a, a need to raise funds and sort of and raise some awareness on the project to allow students with financial needs uh, the, that same opportunity. So we formed AFAR in 2007. And we've actually had the field program uh, in Belize since 2006. And this season is our 11th season. Uh, we also, three years ago, started a field program at the medieval castle of Zurita in uh, central Spain. And next year, we'll actually introduce a program uh, on the western border of uh, Portugal, which is a Roman site, the Roman site of Amaya. Uh, we are partnering with a really neat team there. And uh, in addition to the field programs, we also do some outreach and education programs for uh, adults and non-professionals, and professionals actually, uh, in our two conferences. We have the Maya at the Playa Conference, which is hosted in 
Palm Coast, Florida, and that this this fall will be the tenth annual conference uh, that we we will uh, put on. And also, we have the My the Lago Conference, which is hosted in Davidson, North Carolina. So that's in a nutshell, uh, pretty much what we, what our operations uh, entail. And we we've had tons of kids and and people from the uh, 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 academic community as well as uh, non-professionals participate in our programs throughout the years. It's been great. Nice. So AFAR is a non-profit group that exists independently, but uh, the Belize program and you know, for all intents and purposes, the Spain program as well, are attached to Davidson Day School in North Carolina because you, the director, uh, are a teacher there. Um, so it, is that correct? Yeah, so um, we started a fire in Flagler County, uh, Florida, which is a public school district uh, that's sandwiched between Jacksonville and Daytona Beach. So we were in Flagler County, and we really got everything started with the Belize program and the Maya at the Playa conference while there. In 2010, we moved to, uh, I took a position in Davidson, North Carolina, at Davidson Day School, and at that point, we really started. Uh, we 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 essentially started blooming, uh, if you will, and uh, we we grew in size, uh, we grew in programs, we started a new conference. So yeah, I teach at Davidson Day, and Davidson Day is the the primary draw for the students, and you know everything we do is tied. Uh, at least uh, from a curriculum standpoint to these kids. And we do have other students outside of Davidson Day participate, but by and large, that is, that is the draw. Nice. So in the future with programs that uh, AFAR is rolling out as we move forward, um, are we expecting to see like other high schools attached to it or to reach out to more schools than, than Davidson? Yeah, you know, it's. It, I don't think there will ever be a Davidson Day replacement. I think one of the things, I mean, Davidson Day, I think, as, as long as Davidson Day wants to be, uh, we feel that they are sort of our flagship and our, our home base. And they, you know, they, they've really helped enable us to get to where we are. Uh, the thing is, you know, we what we've tried to do is replicate uh, and um, sort of expand our recipe to allow other students. And you know, as it's as it's worked out, you know, we even though we don't really advertise all that much because we have so much participation with Davidson Day, uh, people hear about it and um, motivated students from across the world really. Uh, over the years have reached out to us to participate and we found that it was there there was definitely a demand uh, especially for these kids who who are seeking opportunities like this so we felt that it was important to uh, expand the programs to to uh, offer that to those students but also to expand the breadth of the work that we're doing uh, you know with our current operations uh, we're working in each site two to four weeks uh, out of the summer, but with more sessions, that means more work can be done, more cons conservation can be done, uh, and more students can be served. So it's just one of those things. It's it's not necessarily something we were trying to 
personally expand, but the need and the demand was there. So we are trying to expand just to, to just to facilitate those needs. Nice. And we talked on the uh, Go Dig a Hole podcast uh, several months ago. We had four uh, graduating seniors who had been with um, the Belize program here in Afar, and they spoke a lot about how much Afar has done for them and the opportunities it's afforded them. And uh, for any listeners of of this special one-off podcast, they can go check that out. But, um, you know, in a nutshell, it's just been incredible. Like many of them don't go on to study archaeology per se, but it gives them, you know, skill sets and worldviews and also just a scholarship background that has given them their pick of the litter for like the best colleges they want to apply to. Uh, yeah, we have. We actually only have. We have a very small population that do pursue archaeology uh, in college or as a career. And for those, they have such a huge step up. It's it's uh, it's hard to compare uh, that that advantage they have. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, the the majority of the population, the students are benefiting just for a you know being a part of something bigger than just a trip or travel. I mean, these kids are really contributing to the science and being a part of the scientific pr- uh, process and really being able to do something. Archaeology uh, allows these students to see the, their their labor, uh, you know, in, in the conservation of these structures and you know, they see that the reports are um, are a part of the archaeological record. It, it's very rewarding for the kids. And then in addition to that, just the international experience. Uh, I think anytime these kids get outside of the U.S. Uh, and see a different different part of the world, I just think there's so much value. And to do that while working with uh, members of, you know, a foreign community and, and having a having a a project-based experience is extremely valuable yeah so with the experience that the kids have gotten um i feel like it's important to mention kind of the background of the personnel that uh have been involved with afar and in the next segment that we do for the show we'll introduce all of this year's crew but some of the staff that have been on hand in recent seasons and they've been around for many seasons are some of the best Mayan archaeologists in the world, and that's pretty incredible. Not to mention uh, the Maya at the Lago conference this last year was written about in, I forget which university, but uh, they have like a university publication that called it a gathering of the best minds of Mayan archaeology in the world. So it's some really top-notch experience, not just any other field school, you know. I actually didn't see that publication. I'd like to know where that came from, but uh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, we the the conferences themselves, you know, we we've been very fortunate in that, you know, these folks. What we've tried to create with the conferences is a, an environment where their voices can be heard very loudly, and uh, but also we we try to make it a really enjoyable time. Uh, for those presenters and I think them working with the general public and folks that really look up to them as almost sort of rock stars uh, I think it's a it's re-energizing uh, for the for these professors and it, you know just getting getting a chance to relax and 
you know, the, the top names, as you said, I mean, really, we have had the best of the best. And we consistently uh, have that. And, uh, yeah, and as far as our, going back to the statement about the staff, I mean, I would put our, our staff collectively between us and Bivar up against any field program. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And uh, just I think those are sort of dividends from those conferences, making those connections uh, at those conferences, getting to be friends with those folks and then saying, hey, what do you think about coming and working? And then a few years later, we, we have probably more PhDs on our, on our uh, project than any project I know. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been really awesome. And, you know, I think it's, it's a skill set that the next generation of archaeologists really need to look into because, you know, education and outreach, and this is one form of that, I think is really the way that, you know, at least I think it's a way we, we keep archaeology sustainable. And, uh, and you know, I, th I think in the hiring in the next generation, I think they're going to have to demonstrate some ability to, to perform education and outreach. So I think people, people are drawn to it. Definitely. Not to mention, as we had touched on earlier, a lot of the students don't go on to be archaeologists, but there's a, kind of a, a big value in having, you know, somebody doing law or business management or economists or, you know, engineers and stuff who have a background in archaeology and a passion for it because that's going to shape, you know, the general public and also the way policy and law are done around archaeology in the states and around the world. So it's good to have, you know, training early so that we have allies all over the place. Yeah, I, I definitely feel good about that. I mean, with, uh, you know, every one of these kids, I, I, I'm confident that they grow that appreciation for you know, cultural heritage. And uh, you know, they, they've certainly bought into archaeology as a science, but just the respect. And, you know, I have students who I even have some of my very first students from 11 years ago who will take, you know, they, they have very nice jobs and they'll take the, a week of their vacation to come down and dig in the dirt with us. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we've started to finally see, you know, these guys are doing some of their, their uh, uh, philanthropy. Even my students just from 11 years ago, are they're choosing to support, uh, you know, different endeavors for site preservation and, and archaeology so it definitely builds that love and and uh, certainly a strong connection for these guys yeah yeah this is uh just my third season with afar and i've already seen the students grow so much you know the returning students that i've had each year it's been really impressive to watch you know how they've grown into young adults and young researchers and just you know the skills and the kind of mind that they're developing with this kind of scholarship yeah, I mean, it's obviously the thing that, that really keeps me going. Uh, I love to, I mean, I love these kids, to be quite honest with you, um, and getting to work with them, and you see so much growth, and you see much joy. Uh, it's just totally awesome, uh, and it, it really fuels uh, fuels me and I think all of us yeah, uh, to some degree. Totally re-energizes me as well and keeps me very passionate for the field. Well, that's all I've got for this segment. Uh, in the next segment that uh, we're going to record for this Afar special, we'll be introducing the supervisors and their background and all of the different things that Afar 
means to them and what it's done for them. So. All right. So in this segment, I'm going to introduce some of the staff for Afar. And right now we're doing profile uh, photos and measuring of a site. So there's a little bit of chaos going on in the background. But all right. So we're here with Claire. Claire, how many years have you been with Afar? This is my second year. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So you have just graduated high school, right? Yes. I will be a freshman at UNC next year. Cool. And so you've been at Davidson Day. What was your experience at Davidson Day, like getting in? What got you into the AFAR program? Well, Matt does presentations every once in a while for our entire upper school. And I'd heard about it through friends who had done the program for several years. I have one good friend who's done the program basically since it started. And he always spoke very highly of it. So, and I had never been to Belize and thought it'd be a good opportunity to see another country and do some work that I had never thought about doing before. Nice. So this year was your second year and also, you know, just being an upper class uh, student, like you stepped up and you were a leader of an excavation unit. What was that like for you? Well, it was definitely different because last year it was very guided. I really wasn't sure what to do. And then this year, basically not having too much guidance, just saying, all right, do your unit. It's a, it's going to be a two by three. You can map it all out, make sure you got your compass ready, and we were just trying to figure stuff out on our own. But I took what I was able to do last year and was led to do last year and was able to help the three other people in my unit who weren't quite as experienced but um, got the hang of it pretty pretty quickly. So yeah, we were able that's awesome. Crank it out. You really nailed it this year too. Um, so how do you feel about like archaeology? Like what's your level of interest in it moving forward now that you're going to be going into school? Well, I had zero experience before any of these trips, really had not even thought about it at all. And I probably won't be doing anything um, that far in the future, <laughs> but I definitely, I like cherish this experience, absolutely. I'm just, I don't know, it was just a cool opportunity for me to visit a place that I had never been, do work that I hadn't even thought about doing, and I definitely have a great res- respect for the people who do it, but... Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where yeah. freshman year takes me. What kind of like skills or like experiences have been important to you that you've got through afar? Well, the leadership part of it has definitely been a big thing because from moving to just a regular um, kind of um, worker into more of a more of a leader of my unit, it definitely taught some leadership and try not to be bossy because I have a little tendency to get a little bossy (laughs) but we um it was good from a leadership standpoint learning how to deal with people and how to tell them how to do stuff without being too bossy like I said but um yeah that and just kind of getting a feel for what other people do as well yeah Mm -hmm. nice so with the timing of your involvement with Afar did last year's experience help you out at all when you were like applying to colleges um, not a ton, but it did make me, it made me look into it a little bit. I don't know how, um, how it necessarily influenced it too much, mm-hmm. but, um, it definitely made me think about other things that I hadn't thought about before. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So we heard from Matt in the last segment and, okay, so you heard a lot about AFAR and Matt's involvement with AFAR, but like, what is your background? Like, what do you do when you're not here in Belize teaching a field school? 
Uh, well, my day job, which is much easier than the AFAR position, is I teach upper school at Davidson Day School. So I teach anthropology and mythology, and I teach three courses in an eight period, class period day. So I get a lot of uh, uh, face time with the students, which is actually the best part of, best part of my job. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm planning uh, all year long for the field seasons, and of course, we have the fall conference and the spring conference, which are you know planning those are a full time job in themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I I definitely stay pretty busy. Definitely. So like, you've talked a lot about like the work you do with Afar. What has Afar done for you, like personally or professionally? Well, me personally, I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's given, uh, you know, our mission and our, my personal vision and uh, the, the thing I feel passionate about is education and outreach yeah. and utilizing different communities that are underutilized or not utilized at all. So I think AFAR has given me an opportunity uh, to amplify my thoughts and feelings in a way that gets a lot of great publicity and a lot of great press. And, you know, it's, it's given us the ability to prove what those communities can do. I yeah. mean, when you see what 35, I mean, we're looking at this ball court and you can see that 35 high school students with the assistance of, you know, a half dozen pro professionals or so can do in essentially eight days. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is professional level work. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty telling. So yeah. I love to be able to do that. And, you know, the fact that we essentially conserve everything we excavate at this point, which yeah. I don't think a lot of projects can say. And, you yeah. know, so for me, I, I don't know. You know I mean, it's a personal gratification, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess personally I feel blessed to be able to do what I love to do and, you know, I can make a living doing yeah. it. That's always nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. And, and working with students like Claire and, um, you know, all, all these guys, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I spend my whole summer with them and, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, most people are just like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. You get to travel the world. I'm just like, I work every day of the yeah, summer. it's not a vacation. It's not I a mean, vacation. Every archaeologist will say, like, do not call my summer a vacation. No, it's not a vacation. <laughs> but it's in the same breath, I, I, I'm quick to say, yeah, but it, I don't do things I don't love to do. Right. You know, it, if I wouldn't love, if I didn't love to do it, I wouldn't do it. And, yeah. And that's how I feel. I mean, I totally. love being down here with these guys. And, um, yeah, it's a great way to spend, spend my life. Yeah. So it's good. That's awesome. So we're still out here uh, in Amaya Ball Court recording the site profiles. And uh, as anybody who's worked on a big excavation project knows that the last few days are pretty hectic. And really all the days are pretty hectic. So we're squeezing in uh, time to do this podcast whenever we can. Um, so I've got Jim and Christy Pritchard, Laura Mueller, and Rob Simpson out here uh, and we're currently working on the profiles while we're recording this podcast. So, uh, Christy, what's your work outside of AFAR? So outside of uh, AFAR, or working with archaeology education, I and Jim work as consulting archaeologists. We work for 
a company, an environmental firm that has a cultural resources division. And essentially, we, uh, we primarily work on contracts for the federal government, um, assessing project areas for them, lands that they own, for cultural resources before they develop them or undertake any kind of project on those lands. So we go out and do any assessment or identification of archaeological resources, any other cultural heritage resources like standing structures or um, traditional cultural properties, cemeteries, anything like that. Nice. And you also work with education in archaeology as well. I do. I do. Yeah, I volunteer a lot of time um, to education initiatives for public outreach and um, some formal curriculum development for primary school, secondary school students. Yeah. Nice. And did you have any involvement with the Florida Public Archaeology Network? So I did. When I met Matt, I was working for the Florida Public Archaeology Network the first year that that um, got started. I worked out of St. Augustine, and Matt was a teacher in the public school system in Flagler County, which was part of the region that I worked in. Um, and so I was. my job was a public archaeology uh, public outreach coordinator so I worked with all of the public from preschool age all the way up through you know age 100 uh, (laughs) on on education initiatives about cultural heritage and archaeology throughout the state of Florida it was a lot of fun nice yeah so what has your involvement with AFAR done for you like personally and professionally um personally it keeps me in check um on why I do archaeology and the yeah. importance of that, because uh, I think it's it's all too common, probably in any discipline, to get really self-involved and self-contained within the discipline, thinking this is our research, this is our discipline, we're doing this for our own interests, and that's certainly not the case. I think it's paramount to understand that we're doing this for public knowledge, for the public preservation of our own heritage and the world heritage. And while that might seem cliche, it is, uh, it, it's just a critical um, component of everything that we're doing. Otherwise, yeah. it's all for naught. And so that, that really, um, you know, really just put, you know, hits the nail on the head every time we come out and work with students on how important it is to help them to understand not just how cool it is to um, uncover our past, but to understand why it's important to preserve it so we can keep learning from it. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Moving around. Keep mapping. Moving to the next profile. Keep Keep moving to the next profile. Uh, All right. So, Jim, how long have you and Christy been involved with AFAR? Since 2007, uh, which was the um, first full year of of the program there was a pilot that was done in 2006 with four students um and some work was done um but starting in 2007 um we really began to develop the program into what it is today and we 2007 field season i think i believe we had 17 students and it's grown you know grown from there yeah by leaps and bounds by leaps and bounds by projects and by locations and and just by the uh uh by the size of what we can even accomplish here at Cajal Petch where we've been working for the past decade yeah yeah nice so what was your how did you get into afar like what was your background knowing Matt and um I mean you had worked down here with Bivar before I'd worked in Belize in, in uh, 10 years prior, in 1997. 
uh, and I had been helping a couple of friends who were doing a project over in the Jaguar Preserve, um, the Mayflower site, which is a complex of three sites. And I had worked previously in the Yucatan of Mexico with Dr. George Bay, who yeah. you know, uh, and I worked at Ekbalam there with, with George, and that was in the uh, early to mid-90s. And so I had, uh, and I also studied with George some while I was at Millsaps College. So my real my interest in archaeology came out of that experience that was Maya oriented and when we were first talking to Matt he was like oh bonus you know I, I can have Christy come and Christy has been working with me at Princess Place and we've got an excellent rapport and a system down and then I've also got Jim who may not be a Mayanist but he's got he's cut his teeth down there and, yeah. and knows some of the stuff so, so you know from there boom totally yeah so what has your involvement with Afar done for you personally or professionally? I don't get to pick the projects that I do at home. <laughs> and and some of them are just complete stinkers. And, yes. and sometimes uh, it's not fun. And you wouldn't think archaeology would n never not be fun, but you know quite well. And, <laughs> and, 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 and so does every other professional archaeologist that that it's not always fun. And and the thing for me about um, Afar is that this is a, something that I choose to do. It's something that is absolutely exciting and it recharges me, just like Christy was saying, it, it reminds me of exactly why I do this stuff. Um, the students are amazing and they have a sense of wonder and um, excitement about the archeology span that you can lose when it's your desk job. and. Totally. So I come down to Belize for two to four weeks a, a year, and um, it it makes my year. Yeah, Absolutely. I know I feel the same way. And yeah. when I was talking to Matt, I know he feels the exact same way. It yeah, keeps the passion alive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're 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 awesome students. They're high school students, and they're so they're re at a really critically interesting time in their life, and it's it's super cool to hang out with them i'm not, like we're not teachers so that's not our normal deal yeah. <laughs> i don't spend a lot of time with high school kids my kids are younger i'm getting a glimpse as to what that will be like which is you they know still amazing directions. yeah <laughs> yeah they don't, they still don't no, follow just... nobody follows directions they still but, <laughs> but oh yeah i lost my train of thought easily distracted whoa squirrel yeah <laughs> stay on target stay on target no but they're awesome because working with the high school kids you know we're not trying to recreate we're not trying to create new archaeologists we're trying to give them an experience outside the box that's going to create heritage stewards we want them to travel around their own country and travel around the world and understand uh, why it's important to be respectful of of all of our cultural heritage, the archaeology of old buildings, yeah. cemeteries, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's global citizenship. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, it's being for me, a good that's paramount. It's being a really good anthropologist. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and working with these programs just, you know, does that. Yeah. It gives us as anthropologists, as archaeologists, the opportunity to be involved in that process. Um, and it gives us the enthusiasm to, to keep doing that. Yeah. Because we don't get to do that day to day very often. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the years, just in the short years that I was working in CRM, uh, 
I had almost zero engagement with the public or with any non-archaeologists, so yeah. it's really refreshing. And it, it's hard to just work and be preaching to the choir all the time. It's, yeah. It's just, well, what's the point in that? Well, and the other thing is that, that this is a... We have this, right? It's a really intense project. I mean, what we have accomplished uh, in, you know, we had a couple of partial days because of torrential rain. And so really in seven working days, we've exposed the interior of uh, Maya ball court. Yeah. Um, and ex exposed, uh, you know, not only the uh, interior architecture, but the entire ball playing floor. Yeah. And what's critical to that is a good crew a, a, a bad crew can ruin everything make it not fun make the work really hard um and from staff through students yeah this is a fantastic group of people to work with and it's a, you know one of the main reasons why we all come back yeah definitely yeah. i mean this group of students are incredible and i can't say enough how proud i am of them when we were talking to claire earlier she mentioned how uh, the leadership is something that she has really gotten specifically out of her involvement with AFAR. And I spoke to some of the other students who uh, graduated recently on another podcast that I put on Go Dig a Hole. And one of the things that surprised me was uh, one of them said that what they got out of AFAR was uh, a work ethic, that they learned how to work hard and they learned that they enjoy it. And it was something that they thought they hated prior to working here right i mean americans american middle class american kids which is mostly you know the student you know profile that we're dealing with they're not accustomed to putting in Sweat. you know six to Sweat. eight Sweat. hours of labor yeah. hard labor hard labor yeah. a day you know and this coming out feeling accomplished and really proud of what you've just exerted yeah. yourself for well and the other thing is that they all play you know all almost all these kids play sports yeah so in groups of guys and in groups of girls, they're accustomed to being around each other sweaty. Yeah. But they're like completely commingled and dripped in dripping sweat. Yeah. And that's not a normal situation for our group of high school kids to be right. in. So I'm sure that they're dealing with some dynamics that we're not even aware <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> which is like well, they're rooming together. You know, it is yeah, this is kind of embarrassing, you yeah. know, and I have to see you uh the rest of the school year now. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask you out to dance. I'm saw you with an excavation unit yeah and you're sweating like a pig <laughs> you're bo oh man not only that you know bringing them on an okay. experience like this they are um you know they're eating what's served or they're not eating yeah you know they're, they're gonna drink the warm water that's out here um or they're not getting anything to drink yeah you know? you're not getting ice um, in your water down here no no, no. and and you've got to work with your team to get it done <laughs> yeah you know and that's that's real life stuff you know? <laughs> um we're not always and sometimes rarely going to really like our work teams yeah and we may never you know we may be in situations where we really don't <laughs> like our boss who's telling us what we have to do every day right but to to move on in life and figure out how to make choices to get to where we really want to be you've got to endure those experiences and so i think this is just a little bit of a starting point for yeah that. in some ways for a lot of these kids yeah it's funny my involvement with afar came it, it was like coming full circle it was like i was down here 
for three years with the college group Bivar, and they have the they have the permit to do archaeology research, and Afar piggybacks on their on their permit, and so we have a lot of cooperation and collaboration with Bivar, which is the Belize Valley Archaeological Reconnaissance Project, and then. Uh, I mean, I wrote about this on the blog, but the, the short story was I was in a bar one night and met Jim, and Jim offered me a job, and I moved to Kentucky, worked for Jim and Christy, and uh, then after a few years, they invited me to come back down to Afar, and I was like, no, nah, I think I'm done. I served my time in Belize. Get the <laughs> and they said, no, this is going to be fun. This is going to be different. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is, different. This is yeah. going to be really good. And yeah. My first impression was, you know, maybe I'd be like a summer camp counselor, or part babysitting, and, uh, you know, like I said just a couple minutes ago, this group of students are something different entirely. Like, it's never felt like that at all. Right. I feel like they're in every way an equal in the excavation unit. So it's really neat to work with a group of young adults like that. Yeah. Um, you know, having worked with multiple educators and archaeology educators around the around the states um what i hear all the time is how we need to start certain aspects of education that we get at university level yeah. and we don't get unless we choose it that we really need to start that earlier on not yeah. just in high school but junior high and fourth grade and fifth grade and um and younger and this experience the last 10 years with the high school students just proves to me that there is no reason or every reason that we we should be starting that education earlier they're really starting it in college yeah. is too late exactly it's too it's late. some college students it's like it's almost like they're stunted yeah. by not having that experience earlier on yeah 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 so laura this is your first involvement in belize but your second year with afar um how did you like what was it like when you got into afar like how did you get into it? Well, um, I have a son that's in high school, and he's been in Matt's class for two years. And he went, this is his second year in Belize. And um, I also work at a school. I'm a teacher there. I teach photography, and I'm also a professional photographer with a photojournalism background. So my passion in photography is photojournalism, telling stories, and um, traveling. And... Um, Matt asked me if I would be interested in going to Belize. And I said, well, first, first it was Spain. And I said, well, yeah, I would love to go. <laughs> sure. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And, and even better, he said, well, we need you to document our trip and our, our project and um, spend two weeks with us. And I was in. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 What a great opportunity. Yeah. To, to, I mean, on so many different levels, it's a great opportunity um, to travel. It's a great opportunity to learn more about the students that I'm working with, mm -hmm. uh, to develop closer relationships with the ones that I'm teaching. Um, it's a great opportunity, of course, for, for photography. Yeah. To, um, and to learn a, 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 new, uh, a new kind of photography as well. Yeah. Along with the story to see what... Uh, the documentation of artifacts is, and, yeah. and to be a part of the archaeology, um, so it's opened up a whole new field for me as well. Yeah, yeah. What a fascinating mix of photography it must be, and I've seen some of your photos. Like even just today, you've got this fascinating mix of like 
um, artistic photography, portrait photography, and like technical photography. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that like as a photographer to be mixing the different styles and different kind of subjects and priorities for photos? Well, well I think these days in photography, you have to be really able to do a multitude of different things anyway. Um, and uh, again, my passion, I think, with photojournalism has always been documenting the lives of other people, yeah. of other cultures, of telling those stories. Um, so it, it enables me to bring a creative eye to, well, how am I going to tell that story differently yeah. with the students? So <clears throat> making just these wonderful portraits of them in the jungle. Yeah. Um, and then combining that with the timeline of each day. And over a period of two weeks, it's challenging because yeah. we're doing sort of the same thing every day, but to make it a different, to, to give it a different viewpoint, to give it a different angle. And also, I, I think within that, you know, over those two weeks to be able to show the students, well, this is what you will be doing in my class yeah right so here's an example of of how you can tell your stories and there's so many opportunities for them now to to tell their stories of yeah. course because they're doing it with snapchat they're doing it with social media and of course with their iphones yeah <laughs> it's fascinating how i feel like your priority or you know your goal in as a photographer to uh, study other cultures and capture their their lives and explain their lives is exactly the same thing that we're doing with archaeology. So it's just like different modes of approaching the same story. Yeah, I so found it's that. really cool to have you along on this project. Yeah. To yeah. help us tell that story. Yeah, and I've really I mean it's I, I've enjoyed so much like meeting archaeologists and discovering well I had no idea you're you are telling the story of history of the Mayan people and that is exactly what I'm doing yeah yeah <laughs> I had no idea yeah and we have our own weird lives too uh, right yeah <laughs> yeah whole nother language yeah so I don't know if it's too early to to tell it sounds like you've already gotten so much personally and professionally out of your involvement with Afar you know do you feel like it is changed you as a teacher or changed you as like an educator uh it's certainly changed you as a photographer oh absolutely um i think as an as an educator uh this is really my fifth year of teaching um having sidestepped in from being a professional so it, it gives me the ability to you know to watch other teachers and uh -huh. to learn from them and to get ideas from the people who whether it's in archaeology or photography or um, any discipline, really, even from the students. Uh, I was talking to Emma, and she said, oh, this is one of the projects that we're doing in college for oh, her writing class. And it was very different. It's about spending a, an hour each week with a tree that they've chosen at the beginning <laughs> of the year, right? <laughs> I thought, oh, well, I could do that with my students yeah. in photography. Oh, yeah. An hour a week with a tree. Yeah. Same tree you all year. You can capture so much with that tree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what has it been like to watch your son's involvement with Afar? I mean, I can mm -hmm. ask him. When... Yeah. You should talk to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get John's input yeah. so he yeah. can say it in his own words. Yeah. 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 I would love to hear what he said because he hasn't said much to me this week for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's, I, I'm, you know, he, he he's a, a great person. Of course, I'm his mom, but yeah. he's a, a great person to begin with. And I think this just um, expands his view of the world, uh, opens the world up to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, he's one of the MVPs of of our of my excavation mm-hmm. unit but he was last year too and so mm-hmm. it was when i heard he was coming back i was excited mm-hmm. and also just if from one year to the next just to see like such a rapid growth of like maturity mm-hmm. and just like he's got such a sharp eye for detail mm-hmm. on the process of archaeology mm-hmm. and i think he works so well in a team and i'm sure he's getting a lot of those experiences back in school too with like developing teamwork and stuff yeah. like that So it's been really cool to watch him as well as many of the other students. Yeah. And I enjoy watching. Yeah. From from a distance. I I love seeing what he's doing. It's one of those cool experiences for me to not be their teacher. You know, it's Uh like I don't, I feel like they treat me very differently than they treat you and Rob. Um, You know, because they don't worry about having to read assignments or do assignments for me or suffer through grading. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's neat. Rob, how about you? What you got there? Nice piece of ceramic that I did not find in the screening process. It looks glazed. Oh, uh, glazed. boy. My favorite kind. <laughs> Screeners? <laughs> All right. So, Rob, what's your background at Davidson Day School? I teach high school history. So, I teach... Currently, I teach 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. Uh, I teach World History II course to all the sophomores at the school. I teach AP U.S. History and AP Economics to our juniors and our seniors. Nice. So, yeah, pretty pretty wide berth yeah. as far as courses. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of fun, and I get to see a lot of different kids, and it's a good time. Yeah. And you're also their lacrosse coach, right? Yeah, I'm the head lacrosse coach at Davidson Day School, and I'm an assistant soccer coach as well. Ah. So I stay busy. Yeah, stay sure. busy. The kids the also get a lot of FaceTime with you. They do. I would say that I see them <clears throat> probably more than any of them would like. <laughs> so, uh, and they, they tend to let me know that, but uh, yeah. the feeling's mutual, so it's fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how do you feel, um, what is that like for you to come, to have that much FaceTime with students and then to come down here and really have uh, I don't know do you feel like it's even more FaceTime I feel like it's 24-7 for two solid weeks in close quarters it totally is um as far as what I teach teaching that like I said that wide array that wide array of classes and and doing lots with athletics I see a lot of people during the school year very often you know my athletes the people who are taking those classes but there are other people within the school who I don't necessarily see as often yeah um, maybe because they're not they don't play for me or whatever it is so it could be any of my students who I probably don't know so well this is a pretty good opportunity to see them in a in a new light yeah they might be quiet and reserved in class or uncomfortable speaking so much or maybe they're just so driven in class that they just don't even bother to to relax and take yeah. a load off. Uh, out here, I'm seeing seeing a lot of that in a, in a completely new way, and that can take form in, you know, what's their work ethic like? Maybe out here, you put tools in their hand, you give them an activity to do, and they're really gonna 
slug through something and really going to bust their butt to work hard. And that might not be something that I expected about them. So I, you get to really learn a lot about not only who they are as people, but you get to establish relationships that you wouldn't get to see uh, day in and day out. Just, you know, for the 50 minutes I have them in class and then maybe passing them in the halls and then eating lunch yeah. occasionally together. This, being around a group of kids nonstop, eating all your meals with them, yeah, sweating, dealing with you know, eating and drinking in Belize is something that a lot of us struggle with. So, yeah, um, there can be there can be some 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 real moments that you don't always get in a school life. Definitely. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about like what has your involvement with Afar and really archaeology in general like done for you? I I didn't get to be Indiana Jones like I thought, <laughs> so that was a disappointment. Um. No, I didn't really know what to expect before I came here because archaeology isn't something that I knew anything about, hardly at all. Um, I think that it's, from a personal level, that by the end of the summer I'll spend a whole month in Belize, and that's more than any other country I've ever spent time in outside of the U.S., so yeah. that's a pretty awesome experience. Um, I've learned a ton about the whole process of archaeology and how people operate and why they do things the way they do and that's been really insightful for myself as a historian and an economist and how I study those things and measure those things and it's also been helpful for me um, to look at how we acquire some of the later history that you know so many kids may ask you about in class like oh how do they know that oh yeah. how do they know they spoke this how yeah. do you know they ate that how do they know they lived this particular way and that's not something i always have a very good answer to yeah i would say that now i have a lot better feel for what those processes are and how people acquire this knowledge of things that we don't see these people live these lives we don't see them speak these languages but we do know they did yeah now i can explain that a lot better than i would have beforehand that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like your involvement with Afar, I mean, aside from, you know, on like a personal level, do you feel like your involvement with Afar and all of the time you get with students, has it like changed you as a teacher? Has it changed like your role at the school? I think so. I mean, being, being a teacher and a coach, I sort of, anybody who's been in a high school sort of pictures someone like that mm-hmm. who f- sort of fits that mold but I hope that this time for me there personally I- I've definitely established relationships with kids that I wouldn't have established had I not done this yeah so that is incredibly rewarding that has definitely helped me personally um, I think kids probably learned something about me and who I am and <laughs> and you know I'm getting out here and um I, I hope that I they think that I work hard coming out here and getting all sweaty and gross and um, either they they like that or they, and they admire that about me or they think it's you know disgusting and they want to stay away from me <laughs> yeah. whatever it may be um, but I'd say that it's not just a one way street that I learn something about the kids I think the kids learn something about me too yeah. and that's I mean being a teacher there's there's a lot of good parts of it but when it comes down to it it's about having relationships with kids and hopefully impacting them in a positive way and helping them become a better person so that when they participate in this whole global thing, this global society, that they're going to be a positive influence on the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, we want to make better rounded adults, more well-rounded, better rounded adults. And besides just lecturing them or 
giving them tests and telling them to work harder. Yeah. This is a much different experience, but it's still a learning experience. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So we've got Emma Brennan here and she's a longtime veteran of the AFAR program. Emma, uh, when did you get started with AFAR and what made you get involved in the first place? Um, well, I started with the program the summer after my eighth grade year. Wow. And yeah, I just did it because I thought Mr. Saunders was really cool and I thought it would be a really fun trip and I thought um, going to Belize would be a really cool experience and I'd really never done anything like that before. Yeah. Yeah. So had you been to Spain also? No, the Spain trip actually didn't even exist when I started. <laughs> wow. So that's really cool. Um, so when you started as, so I guess you were like a, a rising ninth grader at yeah. the time. Cool. So how has your experience changed over the years then? Cause now you're a freshman in college. Yeah, sophomore. Sophomore. Geez. Time flies. <laughs> I know it's even weirder. <laughs> um, well, at first it was really cool because I was like um, one of the younger kids, and so everyone kind of like mentored me a lot, and I got a lot of help and stuff. And then as I came back every year, I got a lot more um, like responsibility, and people would like trust me to do things, and it was really cool to like um, to kind of figure out how to do things on my own. And like, I'd never like learned about it in a class or anything. I just learned from experience and from doing it. And so that's really cool to been able to, to be able to get more experience just from being there on site and doing stuff. Yeah. And I, I think it's been really cool to watch, you know, how things have changed for you from, from my perspective over the past like three years, uh, and to see that like, you know, you've, you're getting like more and more autonomy in the program. Yeah. Um, and you've taken on supervisory roles, like you've been leading your own excavation teams and you've got your uh -huh. own excavation units. Uh, and also like, uh, you've had a lot of FaceTime with other like college level researchers. What's that been like? Cause like you were working with, uh, Amber and, and Tony with the, uh, Belize Valley archeological recon project. Yeah, well, it's really cool. Um, at first, it just started as something that I thought was like fun to do in the summer. And then I as I got older and like started thinking about what I was going to do with my life, it was cool to see that um, it was cool to see like what people actually do and like that this is like someone's job. And it was like cool to be a part of their research and like see that if I wanted to do something like what it would be like to have my own like research team. And I just really got to learn a lot by like interacting with them and seeing how they conduct their research and what they study. And it's been really cool. That's awesome. So like what have been some lessons that you've been able to take away from the program? Um, I've pretty much learned that you could really do anything with it. Like I really just, um, I remember in eighth grade when I started with the program, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be an archeologist. Like <laughs> it's fun. Like anthropology is cool, but I was like, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's just been really cool to like meet so many different people who do so many different things with, um, pretty much the same field. And so it's, it's just really shown me that like, if if 
I really enjoy it. And that's something I want to do that you don't just have to like dig in dirt every day. You can know, you can like, you can teach people, you can do podcasts, you can like, <laughs> you can do all this cool stuff with it. It's not just like restricted to one thing, which I really didn't know until I saw it. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I mean, you can really make anything happen with archeology. span It's, it's yeah. been neat to work with especially the the team that afar brings together mm -hmm. you know we've got various phds we've got ceramicists sometimes we get lithic specialists or faunal specialists or osteologists yeah and and even like even um when mr and mrs thomas came and like seeing like the art teachers come on the trip yeah. and, like you can you can actually do anything with it it's, it's been really eye-opening yeah that is cool so you're at Sewanee yeah. now, and mm -hmm. um, you're studying anthropology at Sewanee. Yeah. Has Afar kind of shaped your trajectory in college so far? Um, I definitely think it has. Um, well, first it was a, um, a cool way to bond with my teachers. Like my, my first year kind of like freshman orientation class, I got to pick what field I wanted to study, and I picked um, archaeology, and I bonded with my teacher like she did some work in Belize and I was like oh my gosh I go to Belize every summer <laughs> and that was really cool and now my um my anthropology teacher last year she she told me that I could actually write about um what I did over the summers in Belize I could write about it for um for like my honors paper to graduate um with honors in anthropology if I decided to do that and I just nice. thought that was really cool like I could get an independent study credit for it and also um it's been really helpful just to kind of already understand what you're talking about in class you know like if i like in my fields methods class or like in my anthropology of europe class like i kind of have a different feel for it than the other students who haven't really like done actual anthropology work yeah i mean afar gives all of its participants such a rare opportunity you know when i was an undergrad i i came out of undergrad only having the field experience that i'd got through bvar so yeah. you know i mean now you're a sophomore and you've got what six years of field experience under your belt <laughs> that's a really rare position to be in so you know yeah. your perspective is very unique and and pretty cool like you can contribute a lot to your peers along the way um yeah, it's been it's been really helpful. <laughs> yeah. So do you plan to keep uh, your involvement up with AFAR? Are you going to transition to other field programs? I have no idea. <laughs> That's a really stressful question. Well, no worries. Um, I mean, as you know, with uh, AFAR and really like any field school, a lot of last minute planning has to happen with yeah, just the way sure. it goes. So I'm sure um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I definitely feel like if it's something I want to do, I feel like, you know, that I feel like that would always be an option. Uh -huh. um, but obviously I want to kind of branch out and try new things, but it's it's really hard to leave. Like, yeah. I think about doing other stuff. I'm like, oh, but I'm going to miss the summer. Please. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just it makes me really sad, but it also has made me a lot more confident Um in like my ability to go out and do something else just cause I've like been given a lot of responsibility with afar, even though I've had like no formal training or anything yeah. um, other than that field school. So 
I don't know. I feel like whatever I decide to do, I'll be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. What a great position to be in. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, Emma. And I look forward to staying in touch and seeing all the other projects you get involved with in the future. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so I've got uh, Caroline Elliott here, who's been a veteran student of the program. She has served uh, three field seasons with the AFAR program, and uh, Caroline, have all three of them have been in the uh, Belize Field School, right? No, I served my first field season in Spain, in oh, okay. Zurita de los Canos. Yeah. Nice. Well, so I guess the first question I have is, uh, what have been what have your experiences with the program been like? Well, obviously being like having this opportunity as where well, I first started when I was rising freshman and going to a different country and exploring into their culture and helping them uncover their past that they didn't even know about was, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And then, when I went to Belize, um, so this, it's the, you know, same feeling you're, it's, it's their history and you're trying to help them uncover, you know, people that they may have known or in places they lived and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it's just an incredible experience. Um, and I, I love doing it. It's, it's, it's enjoyable as much as it is interesting to uncover everything. Yeah. And, uh, I know like we get a lot of, um, like FaceTime with the local workers who come and help us out on the site in Belize. And for me, it's always been interesting to see their connection to Maya heritage and the Maya sites. And, you know, even though these, these, uh, volunteers and, and workers who, who come in, uh, help us out, you know, even though they don't have like formal college experience or academic training, these people can be like incredibly skilled and gifted. So I feel like there's a lot that uh, anybody can learn from that. So it's, it's pretty neat to see their connection to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's crazy when you like these, some of these people are younger than me that we work with and they are more skilled than me at some some aspects of this it's it's really cool yeah me too uh so yeah so what are some of the lessons that you've uh, been able to take away from your years with afar so um obviously i know it's cliche but teamwork obviously you have to be able to work with people to do this oh for um, sure you know you're in your unit you can't have any Oh, I just want, like, you can't, you can't be the boss over somebody. You have to just work as a unit and work as a team. So obviously a lot of bonding has come through that. And I've made a lot of friends through afar. So, uh, you're what a junior or a senior in, in high school? I'm a junior. I'm a junior in high school. So you're getting ready to like, probably by the end of this school year, you'll be looking at which universities you want to apply to and all yeah. that. So have your experiences with AFAR shaped how you're thinking about college and how you're thinking about the future of your academic career? Um, for sure. I, I love, I've taken a couple anthropology classes and I do love it. Um, and also working with bones when I, I did that more in Spain. Um, we, you know, we see a couple of faunal remains in Belize, Yeah. but, um, 
I, I really love working with bones, and so I want to pursue something in the medical field with that. Uh-huh. But maybe like a minor in anthropology or something, because I do love it, and it's a fascinating um, course, and it, it's really important to how we as humans are, and we need to know about it. So Yeah, definitely. That's a great perspective, uh, you know, to see... You know the kind of outlooks and worldviews that anthropology can give you no matter oh, yeah. what field of study you end up pursuing uh so do you plan to uh continue your involvement with the afar program i do i do um i'll probably i might have to take a um a break this year uh-huh. just because financially yeah <laughs> But I'll definitely return for my senior year, and I'll definitely go back to Belize because Belize is by far my favorite place in this earth, on this earth. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty special place. It is amazing. Yeah. So what's it been like to come back to the quote-unquote real world uh, after your summers in Belize? <laughs> it's it's kind of strange because it's like you want to talk about all of the stuff that you've been doing and what you found and how it ties into like how the architecture ties back into their culture. But people just, they don't know about that stuff. And so when you try to talk to them about it, they're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's even more than that. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a vacation. It's like you're, yeah. you're actually out there yeah. working and like producing research. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard because people just don't understand. Like they're, they think, Oh, it's a, super cool trip that you can put on your college and it's like mm-hmm. it, it's so much more than that i mean you yeah. learn so much from it that's very cool well uh thanks caroline for your comments on the afar program and i look forward to working with you again in the future it's been a great yeah. three years of course awesome well i hope you have a great summer in portugal if that's where you decide to go yeah i'm gonna be uh directing afar's new field school in oh portugal. awesome yeah that'd be so cool and uh matt saunders and i have been talking about possibly still being involved in belize because like you said i mean i love belize it's going to be really yeah. hard for me to tear myself away from that yeah i understand all right. Well, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm glad that I got to talk to you about all this. Yeah, it's great talking with you and good luck with your school year. Thanks. All righty. See ya. All right. So now I've got Hannah Dyer with me here and uh, she's been with the program a few years. Hannah, how many years have you been with AFAR? Hey, so I've been with the program for two years. Um, I went last summer and then I went this summer too. Okay, cool. And both were in Belize. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what initially made you get involved with the AFAR program? Well, actually, my older brother went on the project um, a year before me, and him coming home telling me, you know, how awesome the trip was, I really just wanted to, like, get involved and learn more about it. Um, So I reached out to Matt Saunders and asked him more about the trip, and it really just, like, stuck out to me as something that I want to do. You know, I really like to um, expand my horizons. So getting out of my comfort zone, doing stuff like that really sounded interesting to me. So That's awesome. Yeah, and I had worked with Jake, uh, the your, your older brother, uh, 
the first year I was with Afar in Belize, I think, um, mm-hmm. he was great to work with too. And uh, it was cool for me to see you just in the past two years. Like last year, you kind of took on some more leadership and uh, responsibility in recording excavation data and kind of keeping everybody on track and stuff. So it was neat to see that develop. But um, from your perspective, what have you been able to take away from the program and kind of what have you gained through your experiences? I think I definitely have taken away, you know, it kind of, it opens your eyes to how big the world around you is because you learn so much about you know, the past lives and different areas. And you really think to yourself like, wow, you know, this world and life is so much bigger than just my day to day routine. Like it just opened my eyes so much to, you know, these people, you know, that lived so long ago, but like, you know, they still had the same sort of values and traditions and stuff that people today do. So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, definitely. So where do you see yourself going in the future with this? Do you want to keep your involvement up with AFAR? Yeah, definitely. I was looking into, um, I think Saunders opened up a couple new trips for our school and he opened one to Greece and I was like really interested in that one. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going for sure. I was looking at Portugal too, Yeah, but I definitely want to continue with the program. Uh, as I was talking to Caroline earlier, uh, it's going to be really hard for me to pull myself away from Belize because I feel like I've invested so much of myself in that program that, you know, I kind of want to see it keep going, but you know, there might come a time when I have to pull myself away and, and do other things. Yeah, definitely. I was having that, um, that same issue <laughs> because I just, I love Belize so much, you know, all the people that like, I feel like part of me is there. Like that's part like I know people there I've become familiar with it. Like it just feels to it. Like it feels weird to be going away from that Yeah. because I love it so much. But at the same time, I also want to learn more about different places too. Yeah, definitely gain new experiences and maybe even see more opportunities elsewhere. So yeah, for sure. Um, you're what a, a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Is, has your experience with AFAR shaped any of your decisions that you're making um, in regard to college? Because like at the end of your junior year, I think you'll be kind of looking at colleges and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. It has because um, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I know for sure now that when I graduate in the career path that I choose, I don't want to do something where I'm just you know, sitting inside in an office, you know, I, I want to be like hands-on doing something, helping, um, people, you know, help learn different things about the environment. Like I want to do something that I feel like I actually am contributing to the planet and the world around us. That is awesome. That's such a good perspective to gain. Yeah, I've definitely learned that because before I didn't really know. I was like, oh, maybe I want to be a doctor, do something in business. But now I definitely know, like, I do not want to be stuck inside an office all day. Yeah, I had uh, when I first went to college, I had started off thinking I would be an engineer and learned the hard way that I really sucked at everything that it takes to 
to be an engineer. Uh, and so I had like this kind of like crisis of like, oh, well, what do I do now? And came into archaeology and ended up gaining a very similar perspective. I was like, oh, wow, I'm like kind of doing something way bigger than myself here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time, Hannah. And uh, I look forward to hearing about more of your experiences with Afar next summer. Yeah, of course. All righty. I'll see you. Okay. Bye. All right. So we're here with Emily Scott and she is a senior at Davidson Day. Uh, thanks for making time to do the podcast with us this morning. No problem, Ben. Nice. And uh, so you've been with the Afar program for a couple of years now in Belize. And what initially drew you to uh, join the program? I had seen a couple of friends go to Belize and I wanted to try something different. It seemed really interesting and yeah. Nice. And uh, what have you been able to take away from the program? Like what have your experiences been like down there? I think the biggest thing was just getting introduced to a new culture and um, just seeing that, being able to interact with families there and um, that really changed my perspective on culture and uh, yeah. Nice. And uh, how about the archaeology aspect of it? What what has it been like for you to participate in the excavations? Well, honestly, being able to um, uncover history is just like an amazing experience. And um, being able to be a part of that is truly a blessing. Like, yeah. Nice. And uh, so... You're a senior now, and uh, I'd wager you're probably starting to look at your uh, picks of colleges and stuff like that. Has Afar done anything for you to kind of enhance your opportunities uh, while you're looking at colleges? Yeah, it has. And um, talking with the admissions counselors at colleges, and they're really impressed with the work that we've done out there and um, the idea of the program. So That's awesome. And so, uh, how about with, uh, anthropology in general, um, are you looking at maybe taking that as an elective while you're in college? Not at the moment, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not just the archeology span part that's been like different for me. It's just the whole experience. So, yeah, definitely. So has it shaped like how you're thinking about your future at all? Definitely. Nice. So like in terms of uh, seeking out opportunities or maybe, you know, having your eyes open to uh, experiences overseas and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely opened my eyes to that. And I'm looking to do study abroad in college and uh, yeah. Nice. And so uh, going overseas isn't a new experience for you either, right? Because you're you're originally uh, from the UK, right? Yes. And I lived in Switzerland for two years. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cool. And uh, I guess uh, a random question. Uh, what has it been like for you to work with your brother in the program? Well, me and my brother before, we weren't really that close, but um, being able to travel with him, um, mostly without our parents, and <laughs> I think that we've gotten a little bit closer, shared friends too. Definitely. Well, that's really cool. And it's been kind of neat to see. Uh, you know, like family go through the program together and, you know, sometimes an older sibling and a younger sibling go through the program together. So that's really cool. 
Well, uh, that's all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about uh, your experiences down in Belize? I don't think so, no. Nice. Well, thanks again for uh, joining the podcast. No problem. All right. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, and we're back with our final student for this uh, last episode of the Afar mini-series. We've got John Woods here from Davidson, North Carolina. Hi. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning, John. You're welcome. Well, uh, so how long have you been with the Afar program, and what made you get into it in the first place? Um, I've been in it for two years, and this third year, or this upcoming year will be my third year. And... Um, Really, just Mr. Saunders being at our school. Uh, I, I like him a lot as a person and as a teacher. Yeah. So he really kind of um, drew me into the program. I had a lot of friends involved with it. Um, I haven't really traveled too much, or I hadn't really traveled too much. So that was kind of another thing that really interested me about this. It was you know just expanding my horizons, getting to try something new. You know, I'm, I'm really glad I did it. So I found something that I love doing. And a lot of my friends are involved, so I got to travel with them. Nice. Well, uh, I guess uh, that leads me to this question. So uh, you worked with your friends and all that for a couple of years, and uh, you're, you're planning on joining next year, too. What has it been like to come back to the quote-unquote like real world, as it were? You know, Has it changed your friendships, and has it changed? Like, what is what has the AFAR program changed for you? Um. As terms like as far as relationships go, it's really strengthened the bond that I've had with a lot of people. Um, I play soccer, and a lot of and basically actually my whole soccer team was there, so we got to bond there a lot. Um, you know, increase our friendship, and then people I've been friends with really since kindergarten. Actually, I, I've even got to know them a lot better, and just working together, you know, in the same area. In the same space trying to achieve the same goal it just creates a new kind of bond yeah that's really cool and uh it's been awesome working with you for the past couple of years too and uh you know seeing your skills sharpen and you know kind of become a leader in the excavation unit thank you well um so i guess what other skills have you been able to take away from this and apply to your day-to-day -day life um well archaeology it's really educated me in qualities such as dedication. You know, um, the, the days we had in the working, most of the working days, they were long. Yeah. They were, you know, they were hot and vigorous work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I just really learned the importance of hard work and dedication. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating sometimes while I'm there, but I, I kind of welcome the tests and the challenges, and they've allowed me to grow in a lot of different aspects of my life. Yeah. And in the future, I'll probably, I, I love archaeology and I love doing it. I love traveling, but I don't see my, like, I don't really see that much of a future in it, but I'm definitely going to take the patience and the um, dedication that's instilled in me. I'm going to take it to college, I'm going to take it to the rest of my life. Uh, it's kind of, you know, when, when I'm doing it, I feel centered, calm, and I just really can't wait. I really want to see um, what these lessons, you know, what I'm really going to learn from them in the end. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of things you draw upon later on and, you know, look back on, um, you know, even if you don't end up pursuing archaeology as, you know, an, an academic pursuit or as a profession, I think that there's a lot to draw on in uh, your day-to-day -day life just as a person. Yeah. Um, so uh, looking forward then to, you, you had said you're already planning on going back to afar. Are you looking at the Belize program? Well, I'm not sure. I'm definitely looking at either Belize or Portugal. Uh huh. Uh, I kind of want to try something new and be experienced, you know, just have the first experience with a new program. Yeah. I think that'd be really valuable. But I also want to go back to Belize because, you know, it's, it's what I know. I want to continue the work on the ball court that I've been doing. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to see how that turns out. Yeah. It's nice to take some ownership in a project like that and want to you know, see it go to completion. Um, but like you had pointed out, patience is something that, uh, you've taken away from the program. And I feel like I've taken that away from all of the programs I've worked on too. So that's something, well, that's awesome. Do you have any other thought on afar that you'd like to share? Um, it's a really good program. It takes you out of your comfort zone. You know, I wasn't really sure. And the first time I went, um, it was my summer of ninth grade year. Uh -huh. So I wasn't sure how I would feel about, you know, being away from home for two weeks in a whole new environment, whole new country. Um, but, you know, it's really taken me out of my comf comfort zone. I'm really thankful for that. I'm glad I did it. And because of afar, I've kind of felt more comfortable with trying new things. And also, um, when I, when I, I kind of feel that with Afar, it would be really easy to find your passion there. Yeah. If you're in, like academically, academically interested in archaeology. Yeah, definitely. A good thing for people to try. Yeah. So, uh, have you been to the Maya at the Lago conferences? I'm not sure how in depth, uh, you know, Davidson Day promotes that among the students. No, I haven't been there uh, yet, but I'm going there next year. Oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I'll look forward to working with you either in uh, Portugal or Belize and seeing you at the next Maya at the Lago conference. And uh, thanks so much for making time for this, John. I'll see you then.